What up, folks? It's Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends sometimes drink alone together. But today, there's two of us. I'm Tud. And I'm Obert. How's it going, everybody? It's good. I guess you're the only one. Just me. You threw me off by saying there were three people here. Well, I said sometimes there's three people. I know. It's just us. Sometimes thunderstorms take electricity away from Chris's house. Or, in the case of what's happening right now, sometimes it's sunny and you still have no power. Yeah, but then you don't need to like get the flashlights out, you know, because you have true. daylight. I mean, I did say for him to go outside with like the solar panels and like hop on his computer, but he said no. Yeah, he was I, too good for solar. I said take a tape recorder and call us on Discord on his phone and just set up the tape recorder. We didn't really figure out how we were going to get the tape to MP3. We didn't get that far, but uh, you know, we were trying to improvise. Yeah, I mean, odds are, I would assume Chris has a laptop. So he could have logged on to Discord on his phone, then logged on to the laptop, and using laptop battery, recorded the podcast. Mm, I didn't think Chris but, had a laptop, because I don't but have he's a laptop. But he's not dedicated enough to the cause. He just doesn't like podcast. drinking beer, I think, is really the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's the case. Otherwise, he'd be cracking open uh, a, tall, a tall stout in a public library with free Wi-Fi right now. I think right now he is probably like drinking water. Yeah. Because, you know, he hates anything fun, anything of fun, of taste. He's just a man of plainness. Well, also, you can't open the fridge or else you let all the cold air out. If only he drank beer because he could open his beer fridge. Because, you know, if beers get a little warm, it's okay. That's true. But That's what you have multiple fridges for. He only drinks beer on the podcast. <laughs> Saves it. This is the only occasion. That's why his uh, handle on Twitch is Water Dad Gamer. Right, right. Yeah, he... he he pretends to be Beer Dad Gamer, but he secretly is drinking water out of all those cans. Yeah. Well, now we've hazed Chris enough. Um, how are you doing this week, Todd? I'm doing good. Um, it is 80 degrees and nice weather here uh, for the past couple days. It has not rained in a couple days. Um, kind of fearful of thunderstorms down in North Carolina. If they might be coming north, that would suck. But so far, so good. Well, you know what we say. Weather is different in different places. Generally, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's not because it's also like 80 degrees and sunny here. So weather is the same in two different places. Exactly. See, throws that saying right out the, the uh-huh. window. Uh-huh. Well, in, uh, yeah, in old weather news, coming at, you, coming at you with that old weather news, like, like we do in the classic old weather news uh, segment. We can also discuss old sports news if you want. Yeah. When uh, are, are our listeners listening to this after football season starts? How's your fantasy team? How's your fantasy draft going? I've already won the championship. This is this comes out way after the fantasy football championship is over. Okay, this is we're saving this episode till February. No, no, it's just done. It's over. I win. Oh, everyone else is forfeited because they saw how good you drafted. Right. Yeah, they just know that uh, I'm the best drafter on the planet. Right. Yeah. I guess this would then make this like the six year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, no. We started this in 2019. No, 18. 18. Yeah. So. Five year anniversary. So yeah, so yeah, we're co- we're on five years. Should I do a draft in the middle of the episode? I think it's traditional at this point. Every fifth year anniversary on the podcast, you need to do a uh, fantasy football draft. How about can maybe just give us all one tip for our fantasy lineup from you know that's too late for anyone to enact. Hmm. Well, first you got. Oh, and that's my advice. Ooh. You know, I can't believe you're giving that tip away for free, Todd. 
I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people wouldn't think that if you, and then, well, but after, that's a big advantage for your team. Yeah, you really want and really capitalize on those, those you know, restrictions from that. And then, uh, you know, you really want to get run back with that. And then you have a perfect team. Here we go. If everyone knew it was that easy, I mean, it would just be free fantasy football championships. But only our listeners are going to get those tips. Exactly. Yeah. Well, all this talk about five-year anniversaries is making me thirsty. <laughs> Let's hope you have – do you have a five-year anniversary beer? That would be awesome. I don't. Um, I have a 10-year anniversary beer. you got to wait five more years, man. I mean, you got to admit that's pretty close. I no, don't, no, I don't, no, I'm it's not, not at all. I'm actually, not. some would say it's double. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Okay, do you have a five-year anniversary in your fridge? If I thought about it, I probably have a five-year-old beer somewhere. Oh, but, no, I'm not talking about a five-year-old beer or a ten-year-old beer. I'm talking about a beer brewed for an anniversary. I know, like, one of the breweries around me just turned five, and they just had a party. I should have thought about this. Yeah, well, our like, traditional... Beth just celebrated their 11th year anniversary, which is that's crazy. basically five. Yeah, and then I think Alvarium turned six. Also almost five. Maybe... I wonder who turned five. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe Fox Farm. Did Fox Farm just turn five? No, because... I, and how I know is because that brewery existed when I lived at Connecticut, which is before the podcast started. But, mm. you know, they probably they probably turned five the beginning of... Uh, no, I guess they're six now, probably. But They're old. Yeah. Well, I do have a new-to-the-pod, new-to-me brewery that I would well, like to talk about. that's good. We always about. like new breweries. We do. This was... Shout-out to my friends David and Andrea for bringing this beer back for me. So this is from Alaska. They know how much I like beer from faraway places to bring on the podcast. So it was great. I'm glad they thought about it. Um, this is from Bear Paw River Brewing Company out of Wasilla, Alaska. It's a beautiful, like, watercolory. It looks like wallpaper from the late 80s that you would see in a kitchen somewhere. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I feel like my grandmother had that, uh, like, stapled on, like, her couches, like, the, like her, like, couch design. yeah. That's fair. Um, like I said, so Wasilla, Alaska, which is just inland from Anchorage, up the, um, I don't know how you would say this. Imagine the word milk, but with the K and N in the beginning instead of an M. The Nilk River is where Wasilla is, just up Canuck. upstream from An- Anchorage. Um, this is their Lush, which is a hazy citra pale ale. I like the name. Yeah, even it has a, I like this because it has a shout out for the designer of the label. This says a watercolor by Danica Saunders at danicasaunders.com or her handle is at danicasaunders.art. So that's neat. Go check out her art. Yeah. And maybe you'll see this um, retro watercolors. So looking at the map and doing a little bit of math here, Wasilla from Anchorage, you said it's right up the road. I guess that's Montana. Well, up the river, up the river. It is 44 miles away or 49 minutes away, which... I did not expect it to be that far away. I didn't know people lived anywhere outside of Anchorage, Alaska, in Alaska. It's just the whole so, the whole state is really just the one city. I mean, that and polar bears, right? I think so. And uh, gold mines. And now, and Wasilla now, apparently. Wasilla. Yeah. So I try to do a little bit of research on these guys. It seems like a, a cool spot. Um, looks like they have they have a lot of what I would say more modern beers, which is, you know, 16 ounce cans with four packs that have delicious 
IPAs and sours and stouts and, um, you know, a real 21st century brewery. Unlike some of the places we have around here, which are, you know, stuck in their 12-ounce can past. So pouring this beer, um, again, this is, and I'll remind Todd, a hazy citra pale ale. It does look hazy. I don't know. Based on this deer in the headlights, T-Rex in the headlights test, it could be a little hazier. Um, well, it's a, it's a, it's not an IPA. It's a pale ale. It's not going to be as hazy as a, as an IPA. But isn't that a little bit of a pair, like a oxymoron, a hazy pale? Like how is it pale and hazy? You're you're looking at it. It's slightly hazy, but mm. also very pale. Well, on the on the nose tastes, I get a little bit of um, yeast funkiness. A little bit horse blankety, perhaps. Maybe some. <laughs> do you scr- need the sh- Do you need the sheet? Some like um, like not decaying grass, but like that hay smell. You know what I mean? Like when you walk by a, a freshly mowed field. Well, like that was mowed like. A couple days ago, and it's been really hot and sunny since then, and you smell that, like, grassy smell. You know that smell I'm talking about. Kind of, yeah. Like, slightly rotting. Yeah, but but earthy and, and good. So let's let's see what the, if the mouth taste agrees with the nose taste. Well, I'll say this. Also, does not smell like a Citra pale ale. That's for sure. And remind us of the, the brewery name again. Bear Paw River. Okay, let's see how it tastes here. Hmm. I'm getting... Very distinctive Belgian-y notes here. Um, a little bit of like wild fermentation is what I would, another way for me to say belgian notes. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. I mean, everything about the can le- led me to believe it would just be an ordinary pale ale. Um, but it's anything but that. My biggest gripe about it is like, this is a beer I would love to order if it was called like a Belgian golden ale or like a double or, you know maybe a different Belgian style that are coming to mind right now. But um, not what I would expect at all from this label. Not that that's bad. It's just a little bit of um, deceptive marketing, maybe. Here's the question for you. Is it a bad beer? It's a good beer, um, but just a little concerning that I'm getting Belgian flavors in a very non-Belgian beer. Like, I'm wondering if there's maybe some cross crossing of the streams that shouldn't be with, with some, some yeast gone rogue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Belgian yeast is notoriously good at outcompeting other strands. It always wins in a fight. Mm-hmm. That's how it got to be so good at brewing beer in the middle of farmhouses. Uh, but so good. Um, better than I was expecting because I was like, how am I going to talk about a pale ale? I, I like it so much. I'm going to give it um, a 4.0. Wow. That's yeah, good. That's very good. It's very good. I thought you were um, going to be down on it because of the funky flavors. Maybe I should be, but I don't know. I'm feeling generous today. Um if this was called Belgian, it might even be a four-two-five. But because it's not, uh, that's what's docking at the quarter point. Well, you know, I mean, if you were to brew a beer with, like, say, a bear paw, like bear paws are not clean. That's probably why you got some of the contamination. We think it's just the bear paw flavors that are they they yeah. use bears to to agitate and stir the beer. Yeah, this they, is Alaska. I mean, I imagine they have a bear claw on a stick that they use to stir their beer with well no actually it has the story on the side here and what it says is they put a salmon at the bottom of the the boil tank and they get the bear to go after the salmon oh and swim and like mix it all up yeah that's what stirs it up is it it hunting for the salmon in in the tank of beer yeah it's their own unique spin on it 
let me guess, in the waters from the river. Yep. I mean, where else would it mm. be from? You know? True. Glacial run- runoff, maybe, in Alaska. Um, so were you I, I able to, on that. Were you able to find this uh, lush, the Citra variant? I don't know if there's more I than was. one. But... I was. There is not more than one. That is okay. the only one. Um, so if you had to rate this beer, or try to or try to rate what, try to guess what uh, 49 other people rated this beer, what would you guess? 49. Um, this isn't 49. really going to impact my guess, but does this seem like it's a new release beer, or does it seem like this brewery just doesn't sell a lot of beer? You know what I mean? Like, how old is the oldest check-in we're talking here? Mm. I should also look for the Candon date here. Uh, 5-4-23. So... Not too bad considering it's a beer that had to get all the way from Alaska to here, you know? So I will tell you that I do not think it's a it's a very old beer. That's what I'm gonna give you. Okay. Um I think people are gonna be down on it because it's not what is advertised. Um, but I do think that this brewery probably is one of the higher rated breweries in Alaska just based on what I saw poking around their Instagram and like their cool varieties that they do. So just with that little bit of, of guesswork. I'm going to say 388. So you are close enough to be on the board. Nice. <laughs> uh, you're, it's 3.78. Um, okay. The oldest check-in, oldest check-in on this is from May 16th, 2023. Okay, so this must be like from this batch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 0.10. Put it on the board. Will, will Tud get his 40th point tonight? That's the question. I kind of don't want to because I kind of want Chris to be here when I finally hit 40. And so here I could say, oh, look at this. And if you win, don't you catch him? No, he's. I would have. Last week I was one off, and then he he got the point last week. So, so it'd be great if you could somehow get two points. I tonight. know. I don't think it's going to happen, though, considering I've already guessed and didn't get it correct. <laughs> True. Well, I guess that just means it's my turn to drink. It is. Yeah. What do you got for us this week? So um, my beer this week is, is from uh, Barreled Souls. Um, I really wanted to drink this beer. I've been meaning to drink this beer for a while. So I figured, why not drink it today? Seems like the perfect day to do it. Uh, this baby weighs in at it, 14.3% ABV. It's a good anniversary beer. It is a really good anniversary beer. Um, this beer is called Cosmic Cliffs, Ooh, which yummy. has a nice little picture of the cosmos on it. And what this is, is it's um, it's, a, it's a stout. I don't know what's in the stout, but it's barreled in Basil Hayden toast barrels. Um, it was Aged for 13 months and two days in those barrels, and it was bottled on October 12th, 2022. Uh, bottle number 565 out of 1,020. I bet you this boy is going to be thick. Yeah, that sounds really intense. And like I said, it weighs in at 14.3% ABV. So um, I expected to have a little bit of burn. Good night, to good it. night, Todd. <laughs> Happy Annie. You know what? I wish we had done. If we had realized when you first started bringing Barreled Souls on this podcast and your whole mug or bottle society thing, I wish we had like kept a list of everyone that you've checked in and you had to rank them by like which one was the best and where this falls. Oh, that would be a good one. I know it's too late to start doing that, but I mean, if we had a historian, this would be really easy. (laughs) Yeah. If only there was like an app we could use to like remember which beers we had. Yeah, but. Here's the thing. I check in other things besides just what I drink on the podcast. Right. It's true. We'll never so, know. To pe- so the T-Rex test, you ain't For- seeing. Forget about it. You ain't it. seeing shit. You could be feeling the stinky hot breath of a T-Rex and be totally safe. Yeah. You could be making out with the T-Rex and he wouldn't know where you were. 
Um, it's in my cool little uh, Barrel Souls uh, South Park class. It's all the guys who own Barrel Souls, all um, all on characters of South Park. I like that. I'd prefer Barley Wine sign. Yeah, that's Chloe. Uh, she's the she's the barrel um, the barrel room attendant. Every time you buy a barrel or buy a beer, you're emailing Chloe, and then Chloe is the one who charges your card. Gotcha. So on the nose, it just smells like a barrel aged stout, like straight, no frills, no chill, no added sugar or marshmallows or peanut butter, nothing. Just smells like a straight up OG style barreled stout, which doesn't, I'm here for. Doesn't smell like Basil's or Hay- or Hayden's. Doesn't smell like Basil Hayden toast. I don't know what Basil Hayden toast. I know what Basil Hayden is. I don't know what toast is. Maybe that's a, is that it's got to be a barrel of theirs. Um, or maybe, maybe it's supposed to have a little bit of a like special bourbon or like, something. Yeah, yeah. It's probably got like a little bit of smoked, like toasted flavor to it. If I had to guess, but you know what? Let's find out. All right. I'm kind of nervous. Wow. So. Whew. That is a boozy beer. Feel the burn? That is a burn. That is a burn. Um, right in the, like, right below, like, the th- your throat. Like, right in, right where, like, your lungs separate, right in your throat, burns right there. Whew. Um, this is just a kick-you-in-the-face straight bourbon stout. Um, like I said, there is no frills to this. This is a very roasty and toasty. Um... It does have a little bit of sweetness from it, from like the dark, like sugary type of malts, but there's not much here. It is malt flavor, booze, malt flavor and booze, just kicking you in the face. So I took this out um, at around 8 p.m. and then let it kind of sit out for an hour. And then I put it in the freezer for 20 minutes just to kind of get it back to being a little chilled. So I actually think this is like the perfect temperature, which okay. is... If I do say so, I think I figured out the trick here. This is this is great. Let it warm up um, a little bit and then put it back in the freezer. Well, I let it warm up for a whole hour. Right. That, that's what you got it in the freezer yeah. for 20 minutes. Like that's a I think this is perfect. This is excellent drinking temperature. Um I need to get a uh, like a infrared thermometer. thermometer. Hang on. Get get a kitchen thermometer. Did you know you had one right next to your desk? I thought about it for a second. So this this bad boy the glass is a cool 56 degrees, and if you if you shoot the liquid, that baby comes into 53.7 degrees. Why do you have a, I like a, this. one of those fancy thermometers? I was looking for a draft one time, and so I bought it. So, what's the second coolest thing you've done with it, other than measuring your beer temperature? I think this is the coolest thing I've done with it. I Well, what's the second coolest thing you've done with it? I was checking for drafts. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I think I tried to. T- I think I tried to take the temperature of my cat one time. Yeah. Any any. But then I also I, results or no? No, because he chases it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> hard to measure his temperature when he's running after the laser. Yeah. So much so that he saw it and he's up now looking for the laser. He heard the beep and now he's he's on a patrol. Exactly. Yeah. Um. No, this is a fantastic beer. So, unlike my usual complaint with Barreled Souls, this is not overly co- carbonated. Um. Which is interesting because I think this is one of the few that I've had on the, the podcast where it wasn't overly saturated with carbonation. But this is also from 2022 where I think they kind of knew they had a carbonation problem and they, they worked to address it in their beers. Because this is a this is a newer beer. It's from December 12th, 2022. So I picked this up this year. I picked this up in March. 
So, um, so hopefully o- we have less of that carbonation issue going forward. In these, yeah, these not as much stouts. Pringles. Yeah. This is almost like a smooth, like, boozy molasses. Like, it's just thick with, like, slight carbonation. So I won't lie. This doesn't sound like a beer I would enjoy that much. It sounds too much. It sounds like there's just too much alcohol for me. It It is a lot. Well, you like Utopia, though, and that's a lot of alcohol. Right, but I also drink that out of, like, a shot glass at a time. Yeah, I think that – so I'm over the, the, the alcohol bite. Like the, or the, I'm over the alcohol burn. Um, Can you say that again? Yeah, what? I'm over the alcohol burn at this point. Uh, so it's kind of really just sweet and malty and good. Um, it's got a little bit of like that toasty flavor from from the oak barrels of the bourbon. Um, Basil Hayden's not my favorite bourbon, but this has some like nice little undercoats of like vanilla to it, which I think it pulled from from the barrel and from the bourbon. Yeah, there's not much else to say here. I mean. Without additions or anything like that, this is just a straight showing of like what Barreled Souls is capable of doing when they just do barrel-aged stouts. And I'll tell you this, this is one of my favorite beers by them. Um, already, I can tell. I, I generally like the additions, the peanut butters, the coconut, the brownies, whatever they want to put in there. Which um, is normally what, what you have on from them. Right. But this, this is just a nice little trip back to standard, you know, screw you. We're better at brewing uh, bourbon stouts than anybody else that you know, and here it is. Something well, there you I, go. Something that, um, something that Goose Island Bourbon County Stout used to do pretty well, but since they've, they've ventured down the path of, like, here's, you know, Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I was, if I was doing a, a treehouse-level review, we've all read those, right? What do you mean by that? You're going to hear in a second. With a nice multi... Uh, nice multi backbone and a strong bourbon finish. We get slight notes of chocolate bars melting in the sun, combined with ever slightly uh, spicy Mike and Ikes. Like those are the spicy ones. No, C- what are the sp- cinnamon ones? The cinnamon Mike, the cinnamon ones, the red, the red ones. Yeah. This the red, the red Mike and Ikes with you know a slight little bit of of the vanilla mimosa on the back end. Vanilla mimosa. Yeah, the mimosa wasn't the word, but it, that's what came to my mind. Vanilla espresso. There we go. Vanilla Ooh. espresso. There you go. On the back. Boom. Just went all treehouse on you. This is how you can you can plagiarize this from Untapped. Booze essence floats nicely. <laughs> that's that's be, that's the best thing I've heard. That's them that wrote. No, that? that's a that's that's um the Shannon. On Untapped, their review says, Raisiny oh. nose, very sweet with a nutty finish. Booze essence floats lightly. I guess it's kind of raisiny. I don't get any nuts, but raisin's a good term. Shannon, Shannon, the Shannon. Shannon. The, the Shannon. The Shannon. I'm going to write that down on my uh, tasting sheet. Raisins. Yeah. What, can, curiously, is there a description on Untapped of what this no. beer is? It, all, it says pretty much okay. the same thing you you read. Imperial Stout and Asian basil Hayden toast barreled for 13 months and two days. Well, what I will do once I give it my rating and I make my guess, I'm going to look through my inbox and find when I bought this and read you what it says that, that it is. Okay. Would you want to do the, uh, the untapped stuff first? Yeah. 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 Well, what are you, so, so what are you giving it? I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a four and a half. This is, this is a great traditional barreled stuff. If I brewed this in my house, I may jump in it naked. 
to hunt the salmon at the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> um, this was kind of so to kind of put you in the the headspace of why this beer was brewed or why um or why Barrel Souls started to do this. They got a lot of feedback from a lot of the barrel the bottle society members that uh, they wanted more traditional barrel stouts. So Barrel Souls says we got you, and they're going back hard into the traditional stuff. So a lot of the stuff now is traditional. They do okay. some additions, but they're they're trying to do more traditional barrel stouts. And it sounds like you're here for it. I am definitely here for it. I'm going to gather that the people on Untapped are also here for it because yeah. that's what they wanted. What do you think the 218 people on Untapped? How here for it do you think they are? High. I'm going to say it's high. Um, I'm struggling to guess if it's going to be higher than what I rated it, but I'm not going to go that high because it just never happens. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to guess near what I guess, but I can't guess a four and a half. I'm going to guess a four point four six. 4.35. Very high. One of the highest beers. We, like, it's very rare we crack 4.4. 4, 4.35 is a great rating. I was going to guess 4.45, and we would have been we would have tied for a point this week. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Ugh. But it goes to show, I mean, for for Barreled Souls, this is quite the, quite the beer. Let me see Cosmic Cliffs. All right. November 2022. Wow, they have a lot of really highly rated beers. Um, I went on there when all their beers oh, were yeah. sorted high to low, and uh, they have quite a few really good ones. One of my favorite beers that they make is, is named Make Me a Stout Clown. Right, that, that is a good one. <laughs> um, hang on. I got a gmail.com. My uh, cat has found a... a um, Laser beam? No, he's found a bug. Mm, let the hunt begin. Two seconds. Two more seconds, Obert. I apologize. Rush. The silence all gets edited out. I think I deleted it. I don't have it. Check your trash. Your archive. It's empty. Keep your inbox too clean. Oh, no. Wait a second. Here we go. It's got to be this one. Is there just a way to search messages from an email, from a, an email address? Yeah, just type the email address in the search bar at Google. Like, this should not be this fucking complicated. No, I got nothing. Okay. Oh, well. So no luck pulling up that email. We'll just have to guess what they said, how amazing the stout was. Apparently so amazing that the email just disappeared. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, you know, you expect technology to work with you, and then it doesn't. Yep, as evidenced by Chris not being here today. Right, yeah. It just never, you know, technology's a fickle bitch. What else you want to talk about tonight? Whatever we have for time. Probably like 28 minutes. Oh, yeah, we're not. We have 40. Yeah. Well, call it 37. Oh, edited? It'll be, this is less than, this is about 30. Probably a little less. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to do, I don't want to announce the uh, Bourbon County Stout because we're going to do a Bourbon County Stout episode, which is when we should talk about what like the flavors are going to be. Right. Right. Yeah. Because we have until like Thanksgiving to announce that, really, or to talk about yeah. it. To talk about it. Uh, we talked about that other, the brewery's closing news. Made fun of Chris. You know, I want to talk about this with Chris on the podcast, but he's not here. But I guess uh, I'll just have to discuss I, it with I you, you had a whole bunch of, like barreled, I thought you had a whole bunch of Barreled Souls questions for me. I did. Yeah. Okay, we could talk about that. 
Um, so before we move off of, off of your rating, so are you still a Battle Society member? For Barreled Souls? For Barreled Souls, yeah. Yeah. So what does that get you? Gets me access to buying every single one of their barreled st- or their bottled stouts that they release. I also get discounts on merch um, and their normal IPAs and sours and stuff. And then when I go to the tap room, there's a special uh, Bottle Society tap that I have to show my ID card in order to be able to access. Now, they don't recognize your face by now, or they're strict about the no, ID card? I mean, they're pretty strict, but they're, you know, if you're picking up a bunch of bottles, they kind of also assume that you're a barreled or a bottle society member. Um, but I always do show it because they do like to see it. Yeah. And you like to have the excuse to take it out of your wallet, too, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I get, get to look like a big shot in the middle of the bar and be like, well, wapa, and smack my card on the ground or my card on the bar and be like, give me access to the, the super secret tap. Special tap. Exactly. Um, and so do you have to you have to pay just for the privilege of paying for the beer? Is that my understanding? Now, I'm yes. like Chris with his Fox Farm swag. Like, I don't never see you wearing Barrel Souls t-shirts. I have one that says Bottle Society and kind of like the Slayer the Band logo. Nice. That I have. Okay. You should, yeah. Um, that should be like your podcast shirt. It could be. I've worn it to rock concerts before, which is interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, bl- it blends right in. Uh, on the back, it just says Barreled Souls Bottle Society. Um, doesn't even say a year, which is cool. I, I like things that are un-year labeled. So it doesn't remind you like, wow, I got the shirt 20 years ago. I sure feel mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Yeah, I was going through some old concert t-shirts the other day. And I do have some concert t-shirts that are like like 17 years old. That's pretty old. It what is. Did, now, I, did you keep the shirt? I did. Wait, what am I supposed to do? It doesn't have holes in it. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, I don't want to just throw it away. It's still a perfectly good shirt. Yeah. And I mean, everybody, that NSYNC reunion tour was pretty special, I will say. Right. I mean, especially <laughs> with BB Mac opening for them, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. But like, I have, it, it, it's a good question. How long do you keep your shirts for? So I can tell you the oldest t-shirt I have um, because I got it at my college orientation in 2006. Oh, see, you're you're talking. You're saying my concert T-shirt is too old. I never said that, because uh, I still wear it, and I'm like, wow, this is um, this shirt is older than a lot of a lot of stuff, and it's still no holes other than the the four that it, it was made with, you know. Yeah, I I found a T-shirt the other day, not a concert T-shirt that is that I had in high school. Wow, and you had you are still hanging on to it. Still have no holes. It's a Nike shirt. It's just it's a nice shirt. You know, we like to we like to talk about your problem or not your problem. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Your um, uh, enthusiastic collecting of beer in your house. I've never seen your wardrobe, Todd. Does it resemble your growler collection? Um, no, I have less clothes than that. Did you get rid of all those growlers? I think I left them at Ben's house. Okay. Now, because your apartment right after college, you had like 20 to 25 growlers on top of your kitchen cabinets all around your kitchen. And right, I couldn't figure out why you had so many growlers. Well, you see, I kept on buying growlers because I kept on forgetting growlers when I would go out. And, that, and at the time, a lot of breweries didn't can. Right. Yeah. This, so, was, this was like, you know, early 2010s. Right, so you had to bring growlers with you, 
But the downfall is that if you never put those growlers back in your car or your vehicle, you had to buy more growlers if you wanted to bring beer home. And so, you would think after the first 15 or so, you would have like come up with a system. Right. No, I'm too dumb for that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this time, now. When's the last time you filled a growler? Tox still does it. I imagine most places will fill growlers. So I know Treehouse doesn't do it anymore. That's sad. Um, I don't know. Like, I know Tox. I, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I have had a... I haven't even had a growler. I think I had... What's the t- small one called? A howler? Oh, I like that. I li- I've heard growlette. I like howler, though. Whatever the... So I've had that within the past, like, year. Generally, when I go over to my parents' house, my mom gets, like, a small growler from Tox. Nice. Considerate mom. Yes. Yeah. So that's... I, I know for a fact they still do it. I'm, that's it. I'm a big fan um, of the half growlers because if it's just me drinking it, like, that's too much of one beer where... Because you really... You can maybe do it in two days, but, like, even then it's pretty flat by day two. I mean, if you think about it, a growler is only four beers. Like, you've drank four beers before. Sure. But a lot of times, like, if I'm going to have four beers, I don't want four of the same beer, you know? True. Yeah. I will say this. I wish growlers would come back. I hope they come back. Now, in my car, I have a cooler in the back in case I ever buy beer to so I keep them somewhat cold. Inside the cooler, I now have growlers inside in the cooler. So when I put the beer in the cooler, I got to take the growlers out. And then I put them back in the, the cooler when it's done. So I always have growlers on me now. That's good. Unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't get me very far anymore. You know where um, I think does growlers... Have you been to Little House Brewing? I have. They do growlers still. And they do crowlers. But they also can now too. They do. They can at 12% now. Yep. Oh, cool. Good for them. I love that brewery. Yeah, yeah. I like them too. Um, definitely a brewery that I don't go to nearly enough, um, especially during the summer. It's a great drive down you know, along the Connecticut River there. I probably should do that. Yeah. Before summer is over. Bring your growlers. I would, I mean, I now that I'm like, you know, an adult with like a job and like money, like a stable level of income with like a house and like, you know, a wife and a cat, like I have metal growlers now. Like, Ooh, I don't, very fancy. I don't need the glass growlers. I have the metal ones that keep my beer double insulated. So I'm, I'm here for it. Bring back the growlers. I, I want growlers. I want them more. Bring on the growlers because I'm, I'm, I'm here for the growler revolution. Well, how about Labyrinth? Because they don't have a lot of stuff in cans, right? They can everything now. Man, everybody's got a canning line. It tells you the price of canning. The price of the canning line either came down. Or these guys are making so much profit on cans that it's worth the co- it's worth the extra cost. Yeah, I could see that. But you can't distribute anymore. Like, like remember back in the day, Berkshire Brewing Company used to they used to uh, put steel rail into the growler and sell the growler at the package store. So when you bought it, you bought sixty four ounces of steel rail out of with a with a glass growler. Mm-hmm. But I think even now, Berkshire cans the steel the steel rail. And doesn't do the growler anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little tough because, like, some places you had, like, a deposit on the growlers um, at the package stores. And, I mean, like I said, I would be happy to, if I'm going to buy 64 ounces of beer, I'd rather it be in four 60-ounce cans than in one, eat, no matter how fancy it's growler, just because of the, you know, the shelf life of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easier to recycle cans. Right. So it's probably but, more environmental friendly. No, I think, well, 
Depends. If you're getting a new growler every time, yes. But if you're reusing the same growler over and over again, that's way more environmentally right. friendly than using the cans. Right. But if you're getting new growlers like I did and have like a collection <laughs> of like a hundred, yeah, like I'm slowly I'm slowly killing off beaches somewhere in the world because I keep on buying glass. <laughs> um, but to but to circle it all back to where we started this conversation, what if you got a growler fill of the Bottle Society Tap beer? So generally, the Bottle Society Tap beer is a beer that they've that they've bottled. Like I own a bottle of it somewhere. Or I've had a bottle of it, and maybe I'm out of it. So that would be kind of cool if it was something like from like three years ago or four years ago when I wasn't a Bottle Society member. Because then I could say, oh, that's really cool. I want to try that. But I don't think they're filling up a growler. I'm going to try next time. I'm going to bring a growler with me. You should. Me. I, ha- I mean, I'll pop have a open that, with me. And I'll pop like, open that cooler. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, look, can you fill this for me, please? See what they say. And see what happens. Just start walking around I'm Portland start, with an empty growler and see where you. I think I'm just going to start walking around everywhere I go and with one of the growlers, just be like, "Hey, can you uh, you fill my growler?" One of the growlers even has its own cooler for the growler, so you got to unzip the cooler, take the cool, take the growler cooler out, unzip that cooler, and the nice metal growler is just sitting in there waiting to be used. So you're telling me you have basically four levels of insulation around this growler. Correct. The cool thing about the the growler cooler though is it has a little strap, so I can I can put it on myself like a purse. Yeah. And the growler will sit like right on my side, and then I can just walk around and drink the growler. Basically, like a canteen. Yeah. Without a top, without a hole for the top of the canteen to come through. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like there's some technological limitation to you getting this growler filled. All they need is like the little hose and the tap line. Fun fact, I have a little hose. I own a little hose. There's really no excuse. If you go into a brewery and they try and turn you down, be like, just wave that little hose in their face and be like, look, I got you. We can, yeah, we can I've even got the hose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know where I used to love getting growlers from was uh, Willie Brew. Uh, I bet you they still do growlers. Yeah. Brew pubs like that. I mean, they don't, they don't exist as much anymore. Brew pubs that don't distribute, but. Yeah. I mean, Willie Brew, I think think they might be the only one that I can that I can think of off the top of my head in Connecticut that are a brew pub they don't distribute you can you can sometimes find their beer on tap somewhere but oh, like still they that's sell rare. kegs to people yeah but even that's extremely rare but like that's they're like a unique I love that place yeah I um I had some disappointing nachos lately recently and um it reminded mm. me of how good Willie Brew's nachos were and like granted they weren't always a 10 out of 10, but um, I would say most of the time they were everything you wanted on a plate of nachos. Yeah. I love, like, I love Willie Brew. The other, I should have, I need to go there. The other day we went to Willington Pizza, which mm. was also fantastic. Um, what did you get? Did you get the been, red potato pizza? I got the red potato pizza and the cheeseburger pizza, as as I always do. Get a small and a small, good to go. Now, for our listeners who have never heard of Willington Pizza, can you describe what makes those Pizza is so special. So Willington Pizza is an award-winning uh, pizza restaurant in Connecticut that's Greek style. Um, unlike the New Haven style that everybody knows Connecticut for. This is more Greek style, so more pan style pizza, a little bit thicker crust. Um, but they do unique flavors. They also do normal pizza. You can get like a cheese pizza if you want, and it's, and it's delicious. Um, but their red potato pizza is a white pizza with sliced red potatoes as the sauce, cheese, broccoli, and bacon, and... Let me tell you, I'll have Obert back this up. You want to talk about a good fucking pizza? 
that is a good pizza. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And then they have they have a cheeseburger pizza, which is um, it's like a spicy ketchup sauce. So with cheddar, uh, hamburger, and, or I think it's Ameri- like it's the yellow American, yellow American hamburger. Um, you can get it with lettuce on top. Uh, it's got it's got little mustard swirls on it. It's oh, it tastes like you're eating a hamburger that's sitting on top of a pizza. It's it's fantastic. This one of the best pizza places that's not New Haven style pizza in Connecticut, if not the best non New Haven style pizza place in Connecticut. Um, I found out the other day it's only 28 minutes from my house. Didn't dangerous didn't know it was information. That close. <laughs> I had no idea it was that close. Yeah. So that for that our means Yukon Dairy Bar is only like 32 minutes. Yeah. That's also dangerously close to your house. So for our listeners who never been to Connecticut before, next time you're driving through, it's worth worth looking up how far out of the way you got to go to Wellington Pizza to get yeah, the red potato. Yeah, that's one place. If you've ever said, I don't like New Haven-style pizza, which, you know, to each their own, you're wrong, but to each their own. Uh, that, yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. Try Wellington Pizza because it's not New Haven-style pizza. And you'll be like, oh, wow, Connecticut has good pizza. That's not even its flagship pizza because Connecticut pizza might be the best pizza. Connecticut might be the best pizza state out of all the pizza states. Yeah. I know Chicago people will get pissed. I know we're going to get, you know, tons and tons of mail from New York saying you're, you're wrong. But what I have to say to that is, no, I'm not. Fight me. Take your complaints, mail them to Stick Stickly. Yeah, exactly. Stick Stickly's in New York. He might agree with you that you'll find somebody who cares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not Illinois-style pizza, right? It's like, you just got Chicago. You know, Connecticut, Right. it's not just New Haven. Yeah, in New York, I mean, it really is just a city style of pizza, but... Nobody's talking about Buffalo-style pizza, you know? Yeah. Who who wants Buffalo-style pizza? Now, right. Buffalo chicken pizza? All about. Yeah, that's Wellington Pizza, story. by the way, makes a great Buffalo chicken pizza. They also make a great barbecue chicken pizza. So there we go. Well, with that pizza recommendation, I think it's time we move over to to our Frosty Mug of Wisdom, where uh, every week we take a, a special mug out of our freezer. This week, it's our two-handled mug of wisdom. We tell you something we are currently... Uh, it's making our lives better in some way. Uh, we, we give you these handles. We add wisdomy wisdom to it. Um, and we get to be serenaded by Jordan before we get there. So let's listen to our Frosty, our frosty theme song. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom! All right, thank you, Jordan. Um, look at me on the board, on the board this week. You did, you, you're back to being one away from Chris. Some would say, maybe I gave you that point just to make sure that you were like right back in there. But who's to say? I think you mean to say honk, 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 uh, congratulations. But you know, I will say congratulations. It's what we, it's what we do. It's what we do around here. No honks. I didn't earn the honks at the point one. I'll say, I'll say honk. I get a honk, two honks, four honks. Okay, I'll take them. I'll take them. Um, (laughs) So what what do you got for us this week, Todd? Oh, I'm going first? Yeah, why not? 
So, um, after giving awesome music recommendations for the past two podcasts that I've been on, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm not going to do music this time. So hopefully you're getting your Goose Phil and your King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Phil, and you're really enjoying those bands. Um, if I do have to, I, I will ask, I'll put over it on the spot. Have you listened to either one of them? Um, not yet, unfortunately. Um, it's still, still my to-do, to-do list, my musical to-do list. It's only been, you know, a month. That's, I know, that's fine. I know. The thing is like, okay, so does Bandcamp have like an app? Yeah. Because like, like, I don't have any way. You, no, you can get Goose on Spotify. You can get King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard on Spotify. I, yeah, I don't do, I don't, I don't mess with that. You I have go. YouTube? Yeah, I got YouTube. They're on YouTube. Next shower, I will listen to both bands. I, uh, how long do you shower for? That's the question. No, I mean, I don't take Chris showers. Yeah, so so maybe one shower it's Goose. The next shower is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Okay, sounds good. But anyway, so no musical handles this week. What do you got for us instead? Yeah, I'm going to give a TV show. Um, so recently we started, you know, kind of in like the doldrums of watching things on TV. There just there just hasn't been something on TV in what I fear feels a while. I'm always down for a TV show handle. So I'm a big football guy. In case you didn't know, uh, this loops perfectly into the five-year anniversary. Um, I'm going to recommend Friday Night Lights. And it's a TV show. You can you can find it on Netflix. It aired in like the early 2010s, maybe late 2000s, aughts, 2000 aughts. Is that what they call it? What the hell they call it? Whatever. It's, it aired sometime between 2006 and like 2015. Um, there are five seasons of it. And it's, it's based, I think the first season's based on the book. And then from there, it just kind of, does its own thing um but it's a really good show it's kind of like um you ever watch remember the titans yeah same type of vibe uh okay. it's, it's based it's based out of, out of a high school in texas it's all about you know the big game on friday night and being under the lights hence friday night lights <laughs> uh if you've ever been to the south and if chris was here he could probably vouch for this high school football is a way of life and especially in texas it is a thing uh as somebody who's been to Texas multiple times, there are townships in Texas that have a bigger high school football stadium than UConn has for its football stadium. Uh, they fit more people. And we're talking like UConn's football stadium fits 40,000-ish people. And they have high school football stadiums that fit more, have concessions, sell beer. This is like, it's, it is a way of living. So, so Friday on. night. So is your handle go to Texas to watch a high school football game or is your handle for the TV show? No. So so what I'm saying is that if you want to experience that without getting on a plane and spending the money to go to Texas on a Friday night and trying to find a high school to go to and not being the creepy guy who nobody in town knows, go watch Friday Night Lights. Uh, it's a good story. Um, I can't really say anything. I can't, can't tell you the plot because it, it sets it all up in the first episode. But but if you liked Remember the Titans, if you liked Remember the Titans or any of the, like those Varsity Blues or Gridiron Gang or even The Longest Yard, like if you like football movies and you want, you were like, hey, this would be a really good if it was like an hour long show, forty three minutes because it aired on television. Check out Friday Night Lights. You won't regret it. It'll get you in the mood for football season. Now that we're here, go check it out. Very nice, awesome handle. Um. I guess with only two handles, it's it's my turn. I think that's how this goes. Uh-huh. Um, Chris, do you want to give a handle? <laughs> Crickets. All right. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with a video game handle this week. And um, 
Have you played, Todd, the game Prey? The one from Bethesda? Yes. Uh, I started it way back in the day. It wasn't my cup of tea. But I hear good things and I probably should revisit it. Yeah, so I didn't realize it's from Bethesda. And like, okay, so mini tangential confession. Like, I know that movies have producers and directors. And I know that they both have important jobs and do different things. But like, so just like that, but I get them confused sometimes. Just like that, video games have developers and publishers. And this is developed by Arcane Studios, but published by Bethesda. Um, I didn't expect it to be a Bethesda-type game. And by that, I mean it gives me real Fallout slash Skyrim Oblivion vibes. Where um, for, for those of you who don't know, Arcane Studios did Dishonored. Yeah, which is also, yeah, like a... So, like, are they like kind of like a sub tier publisher of Bethesda or like I think they're owned by Bethesda kind of like ZeniMax does all the Elder Scrolls games if they're Bethesda games but ZeniMax is the one who I think develops them I could be I could have these two flip-flopped and it's a good thing we're not a video game podcast because we don't know this stuff yeah they fall underneath the same umbrella in my mind yeah um but after like a really cool hook and twist at the beginning of the game, um, it it launches you into exploring a haunted space station with alien ghosts that can mimic any of the items in the game. Uh, and it's it's very much like it engages my my crow brain of collecting shiny things where you're like, oh, look, scraps of food. I'm going to click on these and pick them up and then you try and pick one up and it's an alien ghost and um it's there's a you know it's all the classic action rpg well maybe not action rpgs but you know shooter rpg type games where you can level up your equipment and your stats and run around doing survival game stuff as well um i bought it i think on a on a steam sale but um I didn't. I had low expectations, which I think is why I enjoyed it so much. Um, it's regularly thirty bucks. I bought it for like seven dollars and fifty cents. So add it to your wish list if you're not willing to commit the thirty dollars to buying it. Because uh, for seven fifty, man, that's a good deal. Um, I feel like I need to go back and try it. I've been thinking this for a while. Yeah, yeah, and I I've lamented to Ted before that I have too many games I'm trying to play on my computer at the same time right now, which is just. Uh, it's never good news. It's like when you're trying to read too many books at the same time. Um, what is a book? Yeah. It's like a video game, but on paper. Um, and instead of making decisions, you just have to read the next word. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> I remember back in the day, one of these things tricked me, and I had to make decisions at the end of the, the page. I think and this let me is tell you, I the th- third time you've ranted about how you did not, you can't do choose-your-own-adventure books. I think it ruined reading for me. <laughs> I can't do things like that. Like, like you know me. Like, I, do. I can't do, I can't do crazy stuff like that. Like, if there's like choices in like video games, still, like, like I have to go back and I have to like, like I'll be like, oh, I made this choice, and I will literally save after I make that choice, reload the other one, and make the other choice just to see what happened. Yeah, because I've got to know. I got to know which what what did I like better. Yeah, drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing you can't live life that way. Otherwise, you'd still be, like, stuck at age 8, reloading your last saves. Mm. But I would like to be 8 again. 
I think eight isn't all it's cracked up to be. I think you're forgetting how much being eight was not. Like, you had no money. You couldn't drive. Uh, you couldn't drink beer. Had zero mm. growlers. Yeah, but if I went back to eight now with, like, the knowledge I have, would I? I think I could really enjoy Because, like, I wouldn't have to do any, like, schoolwork. I think you would. They had a whole show called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader where they proved that uh, you would have to do a lot of schoolwork because you don't remember all that stuff. Maybe. I don't know. But um, but in Billy Madison, he does do all that stuff and he passes. That's true. He does. Um, anyway, you should buy Prey. <laughs> so with that, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, I will thank Barreled Souls for providing their Cosmic Cliffs Imperial Style Aged in Basil Hayden Toast Barrels. And I want to thank Bear Paw River Brewing Company out of Wasilla, Alaska for their lush, hazy Citra Pale Ale. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, head over to Discord and join the conversation over there. Uh, we've had a few new members join over the past couple weeks, so welcome all you new members. Thank you for, for joining along. And if you'd like to support the podcast monetarily, the best way to do that is, you know, you can Venmo me. Or you could just go over to Patreon and for as little as $1 a month, you can join and get extra episodes to drink with my friends. I hear uh, Chris is still working on these uh, bonus episodes for patrons. They're, I swear to God, patrons, we did record them. Like, they're, they do exist. Um, and then finally, say you don't want to do that, but you still want to help out the podcast. Well, head over to your favorite you know, podcast listening app and drop us a rating and a review. Uh, iTunes is a really good one. Google, is re- Google Play is really good. Stitcher, I think, is still a thing. Head over there, give us a rating there, too. Uh, and then you can also just spread the good word by word of mouth. Share us on social media. Do whatever you need to do. But just tell your friends and family, people who like beer and like fun, to come listen to us. It's not a fantasy football podcast. You don't have to keep a secret. Tell everybody. Tell everybody that you know. You don't want to share your fantasy football secrets like I did in this episode. You should go back and listen if you want to learn what they are. But you can tell people about us. Just don't tell them about this episode. And with that, my name's Tud. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Friend. Do it with friend. Do it with friend. Any more tips for 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 me, at least, for my, my draft coming up tomorrow? Well, generally, I think you want to pick players during your draft. Okay. What if I'm trying to record a podcast at the same time? I think you do it at the same time. Okay. That is a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, won't that be, like, really distracting and make it hard to record a podcast? No. Not if it's, a, like, your first one. You don't know what you're doing, then. Okay. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Ted. Happy anniversary, Obert. Happy anniversary, Chris, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. You may never hear this because you don't have power. <laughs>